This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selkie, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and we are in season two of the podcast entitled Mindset Mondays, where we are coming at you every Monday with a mindset to help you build into yourself and your team and your organization that is going to be able to distinguish you and set you apart in everything that you do. So from the locker room to the boardroom, we leverage the power of mindset and leadership to drive performance excellence on all levels. Today in episode three, we're looking at a championship mindset on the first quarter. So again, we take this athletic world and this business world and try to find the intersections and how they overlap and how we can leverage ideas and concepts to both to help facilitate, again, that performance excellence in everything that we do from the individual level to the team level to the organization level. And today, again, we are going to be looking at what is a champion's mindset as they enter the first quarter quarter of a game, right? And for us business, right? Q1, what does that mean and look like for us? And what is the right mindset that we can adopt to make sure that we are functioning at our absolute best? So we are going to dive right in today on looking at four mindset markers of a championship mindset on the first quarter. And again, a marker, right, is a thing serving as an indication of what may come. So if we were to look at a brain, right, and look for markers, they would be indicators of what might come. And so if we want to see, well, what is a championship mindset, then we need to sort of break that apart and look at the mindset markers going into that overall mindset. And again, looking at four of those today as it relates to dominating in the first quarter. Number one mindset marker is a clear vision of excellence. So champions know what the standard is, what excellence looks like, and and what that ideal would be for them. Now, we have to understand and be realistic, right, that ideal is a thing, uh, in the mind. It's not necessarily always a thing in reality, but we have to start there, right? If we, if we start with mediocrity, we're going to end up below that. So we need to start with a clear understanding of what the ideal could look like, a vision of excellence on how things should unfold this game or this year or this quarter or in this season of life, right? And from that clarity, we set our standards of how we are going to act, of what our goals are going to be, and how that will continue to generate our activity and our attention to actually achieve those goals. We've said before, clear vision, clear results, fuzzy vision, fuzzy results. And so we really want to make sure that we have a clear vision of excellence on what this is going to look like for us. And that could be a football game, a basketball game, a swimming competition, or it could be a sales team 
right? Or a manufacturing company or a fast food restaurant. What is our clear vision of excellence? Champions understand that we have to start there. And going into the first quarter, that needs to be in the front of our mind. Mindset marker number two, set the tone and tempo, right? Champions understand that it is up to them to set the tone and tempo for how things are going to unfold throughout Q1. If we just sit back and let it unfold and sort of see what happens, guess what? We get wrapped up in what's happening. And instead of being on the forefront, guiding and generating leading into that vision of excellence, we just have to sort of go with the flow and see what happens. And a lot of times that puts us behind the eight ball when we're going into making our quarterly numbers or coming out of the first quarter on top ahead of the score, right? And so in order to set the tone and tempo for yourself or your team or your organization, we have to have a clear understanding of our strategy and our energy level that we want to adopt that is going to give us a competitive advantage. And that's what it's all about. From sports to business, it's about adopting and gaining a competitive advantage. So what is your strategy? What is your strategy going to be? That will dictate the tone and tempo that you set, again, for yourself, for your team, and for your organization. So from a business perspective, do you have a growth strategy? Do you have a product differentiation strategy? And you know, from the athletic standpoint, is it a zone? Is it a man? What, what, is, our, what is our strategy going into this game? And then what is the energy level that we need to adopt to match that strategy to help us bring it to fruition? Okay, let me take a quick breath here because I want you to notice something. So how did I start this episode off? I started off fast. I started off high energy. We were going, right? I set the tone and tempo. So already we are into the second mindset marker. A lot of times, you know, we ease into the episode. Well, not today, right? Because I set a very clear tone and tempo of how we were going to engage in this episode. And I can guess what happened. I bet you sort of sat up or got a little bit startled or all of a sudden your, your mind's buzzing, your energy's flowing a little bit, right? That's setting the tone and tempo. And that's what it can start to do for ourselves and our teams in terms of generating the momentum that we need in the first quarter to help set the tone, set the energy, and set the pace for us achieving and living into that vision of excellence that we set. Let's go into mindset marker number three, which is initiate contact. Now, I know that seems aggressive, but it's reality, right? John Maxwell's a leader in the in the leadership industry. Leaders, leaders everywhere, right? Um, but I love a phrase that he says. He says that leaders initiate contact, right? And so when you're walking down the hall, do you wait for somebody to say hello to you? Or do you initiate that contact? So I want to challenge us today that as we enter a first quarter, right, we have to be intentional and deliberate about initiating contact with our colleagues, with our employees that work under us, with our managers, with our team, and with our opponents, right? From an athletic standpoint, initiate contact. That helps us set the tone and tempo for the game as well, saying, hey, we won't be pushed around. We're not going to be swayed from our vision of excellence that we're on to, right? And we are going to be the dominant ones in this scenario. Now, again, I know that's aggressive, but I want you to think about this through the lens of an athletic standpoint, but also through the lens of how you function in business. 
think about the the people and the teams that are most successful in your organizations. And it doesn't always have to look like an aggressive, in-your-face contact, but from a communication standpoint, are they persistent in their communication, clear in their communication? Do they initiate that communication? Because in communication, right, that's contact. That's, that's clarifying the vision. That's keeping everybody on the same page. That's generating energy that we need to accomplish our goals. So the third mindset marker of a champion's mind going into a first quarter in terms of how are we going to get things done in this team and in this organization, what's well, about initiating contact physically from an athletic standpoint for sure, um, but also mentally, emotionally, communicationally, verbally, right, with, with each other in the hallway or, or in the locker room. And we have to be intentional about that because what happens is people tend to set back, right? And they just sort of observe and again, see what happens. And leaders don't just see what happens. Leaders make things happen. And even if you're not in a leadership role, by initiating contact points with your colleagues or with your boss or with your teammates, now all of a sudden you're going to start generating and setting a culture that we know is most conducive per- to performance excellence from a human perspective, right? From from a performance excellence standpoint, that contact and, and human contact is powerful in terms of how our bodies and our mind function at their absolute best. In season one, I mentioned a book called Social by Matt Lieberman, powerful book on looking at how humans are actually wired to connect with other people. And so this contact piece is important for sure from an athletic standpoint in terms of our opponent and initiating that contact with our opponent, but absolutely in terms of even even inter-team dynamics, and within our business space. Let's go into the fourth and final mindset marker, the championship mindset marker of the first quarter, and that is a rigorous work mentality. Listen, you don't get anywhere without hard work. You can have as many great thoughts as you want, as much positivity in your work environment, but if people aren't engaged in work and have a mindset to just get down and dirty with what has to get done, nothing will get done. And then where are we? Nowhere. We're nowhere in terms of our business strategy, in terms of our athletic goals, and we're certainly not accomplishing the vision of excellence. So whenever we start a new project, we just have to go into this mindset of this is going to be a season of work, right? And sometimes our minds think, Oh no, work. This is going to be too much, right? So because we don't give it we don't give we don't help our mind understand, hey, this isn't forever, right? But for right now in this moment in this part of this engaging in a new season or a new game or a new product, we're going to have to commit to rigorous work. Right? I remember when I first went back to grad school, I was working in corporate America and I was going to the University of Denver to, for my master's degree in sport and performance psychology. And I just remember one of my mentors saying, Amber, you have got to switch into a whole new work mode because you have got to dive deep into this specialty area that you are getting to know. And you've got to get intimate with it. You've got to shut everything off. Your social life can't matter to you right now. You've really got to be intentional um, about working and getting great at your craft. And so when I went to grad school, I mean, for 
almost the first full year, I was just locked in, engaged. I read everything. I applied everything. I was in my zone, right? I had a clear vision of what excellence was going to look like. I wanted to be the leader in college football and sport applied sport psychology. And I wanted to apply this to the business space to help business organizations generate more human productivity and excellence from every level of their organization. That was my vision. And so I set the tone and tempo. I dressed up for class every day. I was in business mode. I had study habits. I had waking up in the morning, workout, everything I had very regimented. I set the tone and tempo for how I was going to function, right? To the point that in our first class feedback, I got the feedback that you're a little too aggressive, right? And you know what I thought? Think all you want because I'm on a mission and it didn't phase me, right? And my work effort was rigorous. And what that allowed me to do was really get embedded with what I was trying to accomplish and how I was going to be able to go about accomplishing that. And again, I knew it wouldn't be forever, right? We can't sustain that type of work and that type of mentality forever, but there are moments where we've got to get into that. And if and if we tell our brains and our minds, hey, this is going to be how I'm going to function for this period of time, guess what? It does it because it knows it can trust you to when the time's right, we can phase out of that. But right now, we're in a mindset of rigorous work. And again, if we let ourselves go to that place, we generate a much clearer understanding of who am I, who is this team, who is this organization, and how are we going to bring to fruition our competitive advantage? Because at the end of the day, it's about winning, right? It's about tying all of these things together as a team, as an organization, or as an individual and winning. And so that takes, if we don't get that type of work embedded in what we're doing, we never really get to that sense of clarity, right? Which doesn't then allow us to move into the second quarter. And so we're not diving into the second quarter today. We're going to save that for a further episode. But all of the, uh, if we think about a game, four quarters of a game, it's just like four quarters of a business cycle, four quarters of a life, or four quarters in how we are approaching or attacking an activity or our work in everything that we do. And so if we can engage in these four mindset markers in the first quarter, it allows us to transition successfully into the second quarter. A lot of people don't want to put in the type of work it takes on the forefront to really generate the outcome that they're looking for. Right? Everybody wants to win. Nobody, very few people want to do what it takes to win. And so I tell my athletes all the time or my clients all the time, listen, I don't care what you want. Like I want you to want whatever you want and anything. If you want to go play in the league, great. If you want to be a CEO, great. I'm about it. Right. But what I'm more interested in is what are you willing to do to get what you say that you want? And if we can start adopting a championship mindset in how we approach life and how we approach our days and how we manage our time, now all of a sudden it's going to allow us to engage in the actual process of performance excellence. And so in Q1, right, these four mindset markers, the championship mindset marker, Number one, have a clear vision of excellence. And how do we do that? Well, we set our standards and we know what our ideal is that we're working toward. Number two, we set the tone and tempo for how things are going to go. Okay. And how do we do that? Well, we have a clear understanding of what our strategy is, and then we match the energy level necessary to accomplish that strategy and give us a competitive advantage. Third, we initiate contact, 
right? And how do we do that? Like, if you're not like a contact person, I mean, I am a contact person, if you can imagine, right? My love languages are quality time and physical touch. I mean, that's that's a, that's a thing, right? But but I understand that not everybody is comfortable with contact, whatever that looks like, either physically or from a communication standpoint or even from a presence standpoint. But you have got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. I know that's a cliche term, but I remember the first time I heard it, I was a senior in college at the University of Notre Dame, and one of my friend's parents were in town. She was a softball player, and her dad was just larger than life. And he he said, hey, Lat, you know, if you want to be great in this world, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's what champions know. And and I just really, I loved that then, and now I know it's cliche, right? But still, comfortable being uncomfortable. And how do we do that? Well, you get yourself in uncomfortable scenarios, and you just shut off and go anyways, right? And so if we can get comfortable being uncomfortable, now we can start initiating contact, right? And I want to challenge you this week to do something outside of your comfort zone and see how it goes, right? Nine times out of 10, that's going to go better than you thought it was going to go, or it's not going to go as bad as you thought it was going to go. (laughs) Either way, you're winning, right? Either way, you're seeing like, well, hey, contact isn't such a bad thing. So really get comfortable being uncomfortable and initiate that contact to set the tone and tempo to help you accomplish the vision. And then finally, this fourth mindset marker is rigorous work mentality. Get it in your mind that this quarter you are embedding yourself into your craft into the development of who you are and what you can contribute, right? So work, work, work. In a football game, in a business cycle, these are the these are the mindset markers going into Q1 that we have got to have that will set us up to go into the second quarter on top, right? Whether that means that we're technically winning, right? But at least in a position where we have the momentum, right? Where we have confidence that we can continue into accomplishing the mission. and furious for episode three. Here we go, right? Championship mindset training. I'm going to give you your championship mindset training right now for this week. And that is to clarify the tone and tempo that you need to adopt to generate a competitive advantage for yourself and or your team. So these are things a lot of times people don't think about. They sort of get caught up in just business as usual or the strategy side of it without considering what is the energy level that we need to match this. And so take a step back and your mindset training this week, again, clarify the tone and tempo that you need to adopt in order to generate a competitive advantage for yourself and or your team. Write that down, flesh that out. What does that look like for you? What behaviors is that going to require of you as you go through Q1 and and start executing that immediately? Put it into practice tomorrow, right? And, And as soon as we can get through Q1, guess what that sets us up for? Q2. The longer we dilly-dally and wait around and think, oh, Q1's going to happen or the quarter's ending soon, right? Now, all of a sudden, we're behind the eight ball. And and that is setting us back for second quarter, for third quarter, for fourth quarter, et cetera. So get on it. Get in it. Let's go. um, Get your mindset training down and really start generating how you're going to function in Q1 so that you can accomplish that vision and create a competitive advantage for yourself and your team in the sports sphere or in the marketplace. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to be with you on Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast, um, episode three, looking at the mindset on the first quarter. Now, listen, if you have questions, if you have comments or or any feedback on the podcast, shoot it out on Twitter. We'd love to see what you think. Um, My Twitter handle is at Dr. Selkin, so tag me in that. We can communicate uh, via Twitter on just your thoughts, the highlights that stood out to you today. And I am on Team Follow Back, so, so please follow me there. And also check out our website, so www.selkingperformance.com. We've got a whole receptacle there of past podcasts. Past podcasts are loaded on there as well, Um, but we also have a whole plethora of performance articles that you can continue reading about. What is this mindset thing? How does it affect performance? What are some different ways for me to think about how I go about my business? And fun fact, I announced last week that I have two books out on Amazon. They are only offered as eBooks. They're more, they look sort of like children's books, but they're really sort of deep in terms of the sports psych, positive psych, and coaching leadership philosophy and theory that is embedded within them. Um, but a great start for people to really start thinking about what does mindset mean and look like? How does it relate to accomplishing my dreams, to winning, right? So take a look at those. There is a link in the episode notes. The first one is called A Dream Come True, The Buzz on Greatness. And the second one is Winner's Circle. And so again, looking at how do we bring dreams to fruition and then how do we take where we are today and lead us into the Winner's Circle. So some really foundational elements on how we need to think right and generate our teams and our systems to help us facilitate those objectives. And as always, it would just mean the world to me if you could take a quick second and rate and review the podcast on iTunes and the book on Amazon, actually. Um, All of those things allow us to continue delivering great content to you. So taking a few seconds to do that for me would, would sure mean a lot. Well, thanks for joining us on Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This has been your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. This episode of Building Championship Mindsets is brought to you by Brightview Medical. Brightview Medical has a unique approach to healthcare. Providing patient-centered, personalized care, they provide support from start to finish that makes you feel like family. With their timely and accurate lab results and image results, Brightview provides a peace of mind unlike any other. If you don't know what you're doing or you feel a little scared about the process, it's okay. Brightview provides a personalized care and support throughout the entire process. They've created this advantage by having an expansive in-house team of physicians, nurses, therapists, and technicians. Unlike a traditional insurance model, they start with a full body scan using this new GE Revolution CT scanner. And probably one of the best things about this entire process is it takes less than a total of nine minutes. Brightview Medical, better imaging, brighter diagnosis, brighter future.